0: Hello, super Nintendo's. How's it going today? It's NVC episode 628. I'm your host, Seth Macy. With me here today is the only man I trust to help me get drugs when I'm in Germany, Herr Schneider.
1: <laughs> uh, that's true. That was fun. Let's not do that again, please.
0: No, I know. Don't worry. I don't have any plans to ever have to get sick in Germany.
2: Again, uh, TGS-bound industry legend, Kat Bailey welcome to nbc the broke down palace of video game podcasts i like that and of course fan favorite you've been clamoring
0: for his return in the comments back again with a brand new bow tie tom marks
3: hello this one this is this is totally new i just don't wear it a lot oh
0: all right well i'm glad you were i'm glad you were able to premiere it here on nbc that's the important part so Let us get into today's show. We're talking about the biggest Switch games of the holiday 2022 season. But first, Kat, would you please take us through the Nintendo headlines for this week?
2: Sure thing, Seth. Here's what's happening in the wonderful world of Nintendo. First of all, it's going to be a pretty busy weekend with D23 and TGS coming up. Will we get Nintendo Switch news? I mean, Tokyo Game Show, they like Switch quite a bit over there. So I imagine that we'll see something i'm
1: excited it'll be it'll be something exciting like momotaro dentetsu Ooh. Oh, 14 <laughs> wow
2: i play that honestly trains
1: you know That's what a... it hasn't come out over here yet they gotta they gotta bring it over here but Did
2: momotaro get turned into a rpg as well uh, am i wrong for...
1: Momotaro. i mean the classic fairy tale character of the peach boy has been turned into uh, Can we do a quick including a park kart racer a quick timeout. Uh, could you please explain what you're talking about? Because I don't understand. Seth, it's one of the top-selling games. Whenever people say Konami doesn't make video games, only Pachinko machines, they're forgetting that they have one of the top-selling franchises in Japan, and that's this Momotaro Dentetsu, which is, yes, it's train-based, but it's also based on the fairy tale of this little peach boy. Anyway. I'm listening. Anyway, yeah. it's. It hasn't. The stars haven't aligned for a Western release, but like, there's always a Momotaro game. But for TGS, remember that Nintendo traditionally didn't participate in TGS for the longest time. They had their own show in parallel. But because the Switch is so popular over there, we are seeing more and more third-party announcements at TGS. So I'm, I'm actually curious to see what comes out. And there's some, uh, there's some cool mumblings of games being shown. So we'll see. Hmm. But don't expect like Zelda or something.
2: Oh, dang, I was all excited for a new Breath of the Wild 2 trailer. Oh well. Yeah. Maybe someday, maybe next year. I don't know. Totally. But, uh Pokemon Scarlet and Violet news. That's a game that has already been announced. Um, we got another new trailer. A Pokemon Scarlet and Violet OLED was revealed. Um, this is interesting. It's kind of dropping grinding. So you're gonna have auto battles now. And you know what? I'm gonna use that feature liberally. Um so back in the day, uh, I used to get my partner to go and EV train my Pokemon for me and bless her. She would totally do that. Uh whenever. <sighs> Best partner ever. So this is like the automated version of that. <laughs> so You've made your partner obsolete through technology.
0: Look at those I know, Joy-Cons. this is great.
2: Don't need her at Joy-Cons. all anymore. <laughs> um there's a new patch out for Xenoblade Chronicles 3. They fixed food. I didn't even Ugh. know food was broken. Apparently, you were, you couldn't get buffs. Now you can get buffs in Xenoblade Chronicles 3 with all the food. Uh, Toby Fox says there will be no new Delta Ruin chapters this year. Uh, there's new beta footage from a canceled Kirby N64 racer. Kara, um, were, you, were you aware of this N64 racer?
1: Um. Yes, but I'd, I'd never seen anything on it before. Obviously, Kirby had his own racer that's all but forgotten nowadays, at least by the newer generation, called Kirby Air Ride.
3: That game um, rules.
1: You know, oh, yeah. Donkey Kong almost had his own racer, too. So uh, there, there are definitely a lot of uh, games in the closet. So it's always cool to see games unearthed after such a long time again. you of Kirby. And finally... Air Ride's got to come back someday. Come on. <laughs>
2: And finally, Disney Dreamlight Valley is out. People are playing it. People seem to like it. Tom Marks, are we going to be reviewing that one? Yeah. uh, Travis Northup, uh, one of
3: our most prolific reviewers at this point, uh, is reviewing that. And Sneak Peek, that that review should be up this week uh, before the end of the week. But Sneak Peek, he's really enjoying it, right? It's in early access still on Steam, but apparently he's having a lot of fun with it. and that said it probably is like a deserves the early access title right now uh and then b you probably have to like disney characters to really get Mm. the most out of it right but uh assuming that you do it sounds like a pretty competent fun sort of animal crossing adjacent town building life game
2: makes me think of like club penguin or something like that (laughs) yeah
0: which was also I, owned by Disney, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Disney owns everything. Dis- oh, breaking. <laughs> Disney owns this podcast now. Whoops.
0: Just- oh, I've, I've actually got to go. Disney has just called and summoned me back <laughs> to the castle. Um, I didn't used property. to be
2: owned by Fox. So by the transit of property, Disney basically owns us
0: now. Oh, so, yeah. whoa. That is blowing my mind, but all of that is true. But, I'm glad you explained a little bit about Disney Dreamlight Valley as far as what it is, because I have no idea at all this game
3: i I felt like most
2: people do honestly yeah
3: it's a blend of animal it's like animal crossing with quests is basically the easy put it um except like not not literally just like a copy of it it's that's just like the kind of the quick sum up version of it and and supposedly there's more of a focus on the characters and sort of they are the, the collectibles you're trying to go out and get them in your town sort of thing um and so yeah that's that's kind of how it's structured is you're running around doing quests for disney people trying to build out this town full of disney characters doing stuff for them and then structurally it is similar to something like animal crossing or stardew valley or other kind of town games like that yep
2: yeah it's for the people who literally want to live in disney world yeah i know a few (laughs) i i know a surprising number of people
0: who would also like to live in the disney fantasy realm but apparently as soon as you go behind the facade it's horrifying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, there's nothing. I uh, I used to have, I used when I lived in Southern California, we used to have an annual pass, obviously, with little kids. You'd, we, you know, we'd go frequently and love Disneyland. But, you know, as the kids have gotten older, we've kind of fallen off. And I'm no longer first in line to watch a new Disney movie. And when I saw the trailer for this game, I was like, "And that looks annoying. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, like, something about that, that, like, kind of new cg animated barbie look that disney has going even even with movies that i really like like moana like i'm not a big fan of that look i really love the cell shaded look and the uh, you know the artistic approaches of of the the past movie so i kind of get annoyed by that is that casey's avatar by the way
2: (laughs) sure looks like it yeah yeah Yeah. it's
1: casey right um but i'm everybody's played it says it's it's actually good and charming and well put together so we'll, we'll oh. see i might yeah, it, i might it, be dragged into this this little land
3: it's one okay. that by all reports seems to be swinging above its weight good all right that's great always above its weight a surprise. it has the weight of disney behind it <laughs> last man it's got, it's got yeah, merlin you, in it you know yeah. what i mean kind of like an unexpected town sure like sure this, sure yeah could be just like okay. a licensed tie-in with no sort of substance it's 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 overperforming from that expectation i guess okay. i should say yeah, i'm
0: good. kind oh. of interested watching the footage now like maybe i don't know maybe I'll. all the disney
2: no. all the disney nerds are really into it i've been okay. seeing more than a few people talking about it but it's funny we're like i don't know what this is a lot of people don't exactly know what it is which is why we're getting a lot of uh guides traffic of it oh and people are like well how's this game work and everything um it's uh, looks surprisingly really robust, I guess. I mean, there's literally wild gardening and everything uh, going on with this game. So yeah, it's got
0: weather. You look like you just
2: eat
0: some some leaves that you keep in your back pocket. That's always a fun gameplay mechanic. Oh. Man, those are some exciting
1: bullets for the back of the box there, Seth.
0: I hope they, you know, reach out to Dan Stapleton for permission, but you can use those quotes, Disney. Okay. I I, I give you my leaves permission. in the back of your pocket. Leaves in the delicious leaves in the back of your pocket. Before mm-hmm. we go on to our fall preview, real quick, I just want to know what everyone's favorite Disney game is. Tom, what is your favorite Disney game? <laughs> oh man. I mean,
3: is does Kingdom Hearts count? <laughs> yes. Of course it counts. Then Super one counts. of those.
0: Probably the second okay. one. Probably the second one. One of the two or three dozen yeah. uh, Kingdom Hearts games. Okay, sure. No, that's a good answer, actually. Cat, um, what's your favorite Disney game?
2: I always like those Disney afternoon games from Capcom. <gasps> so I'll uh, say okay. DuckTales. That... DuckTales for the NES.
0: That's my answer too. All right. Oh yeah, uh, was, uh Inafune did that game actually, who mm. uh, also of Mega Man fame. And Mighty Number no.
2: Nine. In Gold me, standard but. of licensed games. I
0: yes, know. absolutely. It's one of my all time favorite games, actually. So, and not just
1: my favorite Disney game, but pair. what's your favorite Disney game? Do you game? want the a hole elitist gamer answer or the. Uh, yes, I want. The, the, the a hole your... elitist gamer answer would be, of course, Split Second, which was a Disney interactive racing game with disasters <laughs> and was freaking awesome, and they didn't market it and it didn't sell, and then they killed the development team. Brr. Anyway, Split Second is awesome. Uh I think it's available on Game Pass, right? The old uh I think the old game might be on Game Pass or something. Oh no, it's on it might be PlayStation Classics. That's right. Uh so if you have Plus, play it. It's really good. Um I'd okay. love to see that return or Forza Horizon go in that route. No, uh the I really like the magical quest games. Um the two okay. side scrollers that uh, you know, Capcom uh, did uh, on on Super NES and other platforms. They, they're just really charming. You know, they had uh, kind of like a Banjo Kazooie thing going on, where you could change your outfits and you gain new powers, that sort of stuff. They were they were really well done. But I mean, going back in history, there's so many good games. The Aladdin games, both of them, the the Genesis one and the Super NES one, are both games in their own right. Lion King was really good. Um, Jungle Book was good. So this this is a good a lot of good yeah. stuff in. Uh, before everything went toys to life crazy and we, we yeah. went down that route.
3: Yeah, can we retroactively King... say Super
2: Star Wars? Nah, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess at this point. Um... Well, that was
1: Victor Interactive. <laughs> um, yeah.
2: Yeah. Back, well, technically, technically, it was from Lucas Lucasarts, which uh, which mm-hmm. died. Yeah. Now it's uh, I think mm-hmm. it's called Lucasfilm Games now. So different yeah. studio
1: again. Well, it used <laughs> to be Lucasfilm Games on the in the Atari.
2: I can't. Age. I can't keep it. Sp- Straight
1: in my head, man. Yeah. Too
2: confusing.
1: Yeah. Well, everything old is new again.
0: This year, I decided I actually wanted to like follow hockey a little bit more than just the most casual of casuals, so I subscribed to a service that streams all of the NHL to your television. Uh, the Boston Bruins home opener, I went to watch it, and boom, blackout restrictions apply, which I thought was um are we gonna get a Nintendo Direct before the yes. end of this year Perry you you say yes Um yeah. are you sure about that because they hardly ever do those things
1: uh in, in the words of my uncle uh history I mean history shows that Nintendo likes to announce what is happening in Q4 you know I'm sure we're gonna get a, a deep dive uh, uh, uh on on what whatever games are ahead or we'll get a deep dive into like Bayonetta and, and and all that stuff but um they they like to tell you what's next they like to tell you what's up next year and what's coming and they definitely they're very conscious that they have a they don't have a killer lineup for the holiday season they have Pokemon, which is obviously very huge, but that's a specific segment of the gamer audience. And Bayonetta might not be strong enough for the hardcore gamers. And so I think they'll drop a Zelda trailer or something to string Ooh. us along.
2: All right. Kat, you're you're smiling. Uh, I what don't even know with that? Nintendo anymore. I was, <laughs> I was like, yeah, we're definitely getting Nintendo Direct back in June. And then I mean, we kind of got a partner Direct. It was all right and everything. Yep. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess just kind of roll with it at this point because it sure seems like pandemic, world events, that kind of thing continue to mess with the marketing plans of Nintendo. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, traditionally we do get it direct in September, like it usually happens pretty much every year. So, I wouldn't be shocked if the one gets announced uh, soon. I don't expect it during TGS week because Nintendo doesn't usually overlap with TGS, so probably clear out a little bit out of respect for the Japanese domestic gaming industry, but maybe the week mm. after.
1: Unless, I mean, I, I could, cat, I could see it timed around uh, TGS, not because of the event, but because there will be announcements from third parties for Switch titles, and Nintendo might want to feature them in their, in their reel. Um, but yeah, the scuttlebutt behind the scenes is that there is a, you know, all the happy Nintendo leakers, too, are saying that there's a Direct in the works for September.
2: Yeah, what yeah. were they going to? They were going to announce the Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Wind Waker, Twilight Princess uh, two pack,
1: and and so then of course, Metroid Prime remake and all of that stuff.
2: All of the stuff that's been rumored for
1: yeah, literally years at this. Point. You know, what's funny. There was a uh, I, I shared this with you guys, but uh, an IGN tweet from 2015 was trending on Twitter <laughs> <Yeah>. yesterday, where <laughs> Miyamoto told Eurogamer that Pikmin Four was almost complete.
3: Yeah, the seven-year uh, anniversary of that tweet. And,
1: <laughs> Some people retweeted and and some people thought it was a new announcement. They're like, "Oh my god, Pikmin four! Um, long last." But so, like, whatever you predict for Nintendo and whatever you know about Nintendo may just be locked into a vault and disappear forever. So, you know, for all we know, Metroid Prime has been playable for fourteen years on right. the <laughs> Switch.
0: Hey, Star well, uh, Fox
2: Two was locked into a. That is so- true when they release the switch classic we'll finally get oh man
0: totally in in 2042 i can't wait (laughs) Uh, i actually have a pretty good source on the pikmin 4 delay um one of the fruits in the final level went extinct um Ah, deforestation yeah so they um
1: they don't know what to do they're searching high and low for one last of those fruits i thought yeah. it was because the fruit rendering chip was made by uh by sony and they're no longer partners and so they're they ran into issues <laughs> with the fruit rendering engine
0: yep it's in yeah. the the phillips fruit rendering it was Which nowhere near as good <laughs>
1: phillips couldn't do it it Again. just
2: couldn't
1: it could not Sigma render
2: figman 4 was retroactively canceled in 1995 yeah.
1: Oh. i don't know it's so funny like you like when you go back to a statement like that was he talking about the 2d pikmin spinoff was he talking about pikmin right. 3 remake what What was he talking about or was it just a concept that went nowhere
2: maybe it was you mistranslated
1: know? that's also that is the other option entirely right? possible yeah. Yeah. yeah
3: but no actually a pikmin, a pikmin would have come out a little less than two years after that statement I,
1: I remember Nintendo PR confirming the existence of Pikmin Four following that like M- Miyamoto quote. So, but again, we don't know what that was. It's not. I doubt we know what it wasn't, a, and
0: that was I, Pikmin Four coming out. I doubt soon.
1: It'll be a big holiday title this year. Oh, that would
0: be great, though. I mean, we're gonna talk about it later, but like Tinykin will definitely scratch a little bit of that of that Pikmin itch. But yeah, I mean, the rumors are that we're gonna get everything that we ever dreamed and it's going to be probably announced as soon as we wrap recording of this episode of specifically so i'm yeah, very excited
2: i'm very it's excited it's happen while i'm at tgs so i can't actually come, come on the show and talk about it oh wait,
1: did you see my my glory Ooh! if
0: you're uh, if you're not mm. watching if you're listening is mm. holding up his splatoon 3 nintendo switch oled edition Dude. with the beautiful Perfect. Set of Joy-Con on there. So cool! Um,
2: That's gorgeous. Yeah. I want the I want the those Joy Cons. I would I would spring for. The, I, I every time I go to oh, my my favorite shop here on the island, I I see those you know those collectors Joy Cons and everything, and I'm like to buy them. And then I'm like for fifty, like it's like sixty dollars or something like that. I'm like I just can't justify mm-hmm. it to me myself. But those colors are so pretty.
1: I know. I was like, these are the last ones, and then they showed the Pokemon (laughs) one, and it's an all-new color. It's not just, you know. These are basically recycled colors with a fade. When you Mm -hmm. attach them, you can see what the colors really are. Um, But the Pokemon, the Scarlet color is new. Yeah. I really actually like the look of that Pokemon a lot more
0: than I thought I would. Yeah. Um, It's it's very appealing to me. Um, I, I prefer the Splatoon 3 one. I'm going to get neither of them but as far as uh, special edition nintendo switches and joy cons go yeah i think they're they're really hitting their stride that animal crossing one i really liked but until brian pointed out brian altano pointed out that it's toothpaste colored and i was like oh thanks you just ruined that
1: i th- those are my favorites i really like really? that one yeah because they're two-toned too the back the back is a different color oh okay White, like just like the splatoon ones. splatoon are like they look like kinder they have their little, their little uh, middle. Uh, cream layer. You come on. Uh, you were stationed in Germany. Do you, you don't remember those German sweet snacks? Uh, Nick like a, a, a cookie layer and a white cream layer.
4: They look
2: like. Uh,
1: this. I never had that. Well, right. it was
4: selectively removed
2: that entire time. From next 20. time we're together, I'll bring them <laughs> Yeah, I yeah.
0: did. I. You know as an aside i brought home all the haribo that were at the gas station across the street because that's um, as far as i was willing to go to find souvenirs and i found some real real tasty ones and i got some of the black licorice ones just because i would have felt like i hadn't enjoyed germany without and look listen black licorice not really my thing but as far as uh offensive taste these weren't that offensive that has nothing to
1: do with nintendo so okay Well, we could go off on tangents, but I was surprised, being at Gamescom, how many stores shut down during the pandemic and were replaced by candy shops. Really? Like, every second store in Cologne is a a giant candy shop now. So I think people are just depressed and need more candy. Uh, Ah,
0: well, I... I, Confirm. (laughs) The one side effect of me not being able to go to actual Gamescom was I did go to the Mustard Museum and buy some fancy mustards <laughs> i
1: was so, i've always wondered who goes to the mustard museum
0: i have met the man yeah i, I the, to be fair the, the museum part was actually closed it was just the, the, uh, oh, the mustard part in the front and uh just the most charming uh german lady and she was so nice and the mustard was whew,
2: seth wow. snubbing the bone cathedral for the mustard museum the bone cathedral was very far away and i could only
0: walk i walked to the cologne cathedral and that was uh I think just a kilometer and it took me 45 minutes
2: i only have enough energy for the mustard museum okay the mustard museum
0: was half a block and that was the first day that i was injured and i walked that far and i was like well that's as far as i go for today and i turned oh. around and, and came back home but we got to get back on the topic of nintendo <laughs> It is a busy holiday season, as it always is. And with Tokyo Game Show coming up, there's bound to be a few surprises. But what we know for sure are the following games. Well, these are the games that we determined, you know, are worth talking about. So first up, Splatoon 3 comes out tomorrow. We reviewed it. Uh, We're going to talk about that next week. We're going to have Brendan on because he reviewed it. Obviously, none of us have played it because it doesn't come out till tomorrow. We're recording this on Thursday, September. Excuse me. Yeah, September 8th comes out september 9th um i'm sure it's going to be very fun eight is a very good score i'm looking forward to it i well, love uh splatoon stylistically and i love playing it but i don't play it enough so i'm gonna play it all weekend because i'm taking friday and monday off so you're gonna say tom
3: eight is uh eight is his score for the single player we split this one up like we do with a lot of oh interesting i didn't know shows. that yeah so he gave an eight to the single player campaign and he did a review in progress for the multiplayer, which he's currently doing like an if you had to score it now as a nine. Uh, and oh, do wow. Like a final review of that either later this week or early next week, potentially probably next week.
1: Um, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. very cool. I, sometimes our our fans get a little frustrated when when we do that, but we we feel that it's a, a better service to our audience. There's some people who only care about single player games. There's some people who only care about multiplayer. There's some people who care about both. Um, and then, obviously, when it comes to multiplayer games, we want to make reasonably sure that what is promised is what you actually get. And so, with some games that have a history of connectivity issues or don't have perfect matchmaking services, we want to make sure that we test those games in the real world and not on just kind of pre-release servers. And then, yeah. you know, it's a lesson that we learned the hard way when we reviewed games that we tested pre-release, and then the games launch and they're down for three weeks and play you know people who bought the game are mad and so super bad you know if you want one score for splatoon just add the two numbers and divide it by two
0: <laughs> whoa mathematical <laughs> that's uh what you've just described is also why i do the multiplayer only part of call of duty reviews every year for like the last two years or so because that is a big old mess to try to do yep. for one person yeah, that comes out tomorrow we're gonna to talk about splatoon 3 next week i'm very much looking forward to playing it like i said i have friday and monday off so i'll probably be playing it a long time to- a lot but there's also a new train world simulator game that just came out for playstation 5 <laughs> so i might be playing that too who knows we'll see but all right the next big one this month is well big to some people return to monkey island now i have no relationship with the monkey island games whatsoever Hmm. so i'm curious is do i need to brush up on my monkey Island? i know it's you know beloved and i'm certainly would you know sounds like it's up my alley but
1: i listened to an nvc where you guys talked about it and i wasn't on and you guys called it an old man game (laughs) you bastards i love monkey island
0: (laughs) uh well let me think uh you yes uh, jared petty Mm -hmm. (laughs) nice yeah man it is an old
1: man game no no so
0: what you're saying is i will like it okay no
1: it's a it's a i mean adventure games like this are kind of a relic of a bygone age right where especially the ones where you point and click and make the character walk where, where where you point it um and then you have to solve obscure puzzles. That was back then they they were more obscure than Resident Evil puzzles, right? Like put the gem inside the coffee machine and the door opens, that sort of stuff. Monkey Island was different, though, in that it was just really funny, really clever. The music is a total earworm. You're not going to be able to forget it. Um, if you're a Sea of Thieves fan, there's a hidden area in in Sea of Thieves where that music starts playing. And like when I heard that, I was like, oh, this is the best. Oh, cool. Um. There's there's a little you know some some people aren't too happy with the uh, the art style change. It does like it is more um, kind of paper cut out, different looking for for this one, which is a change from the old games. The old games, if you actually look at the in game graphics, were super blocky, and you know, so you kind of imagined that the box art was what it actually looked like. Um, yeah, I'm into it. I think you know Gilbert's a funny guy wrote this game we'll we'll see if it's uh, we'll see if it's clever enough funny enough to keep us going
0: okay mm-hmm. that's
1: uh on the 19th of september
0: and then at the beginning of october we have of course the, the definitive way to play it will be on the nintendo switch huh. overwatch 2 mm. any thoughts on i i honestly don't see it being very good on the nintendo switch just based on other the original you know, wasn't
2: very good on nintendo switch yeah right? So I'm actually kind of amazed that it's coming out on the Switch because Switch is such an after the top yeah. platform for Overwatch. But
0: <laughs> Oh, yeah, when I was compiling this list, I was like, I, are, it's is it really coming to Switch on October fourth? You know, because a lot There's of times it's confusion
2: it'll be like... on that front. I was like, it is coming on Switch it sure seems like it. So Yeah. But
0: no, it's coming out. It's personally to me, I think it's weird that they're making an Overwatch 2 instead of just building on an expanding... They're going
2: fully free to play oh that's well thing. and they're changing it so it's uh, previously it was 6v6 now it's 5v5 so that's a pretty substantial change and okay. you know they're pretty much going full fortnite i wish yes. them luck i wish them yes. luck in that regard yeah
3: that's exactly it right theoretically it will have
2: some sort of campaign at some point right is <laughs> yeah a is... pve kind of situation mm. is... yeah Overwatch was originally supposed to be, you know, it was an MMO originally, it was going to have a PvE com- component, like a PvP component, and they were going to split into like three different parts.
0: But I forgot all about this, but now it's,
2: yeah, it's rushing back into my memory. Overwatch 2 was going to be a PvE game. And okay. then they, halfway through development, they were like, this is really not working crap. <laughs> so they completely repurposed it, and that's why we're getting PvP first. And it's fully free to play and battle passes, getting rid of the loot crates, et cetera, I mean, it looks good. like more overwatch. <laughs> hey,
0: I, there was a, a brief period of time where I was really into overwatch, but it just stopped being fun pretty quickly to me. And I don't understand why, but it's coming in, The sequel is coming to Nintendo switch with, along with the other platforms on the 4th of October on the 7th of October. And this is actually a game I'm very curious and hopeful that it's good which is No Man's Sky on October 7th. It's coming You've to never Nintendo played Switch. it? No, 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 no. I have played oh, it, okay. and I regret not buying it on Steam when it was $5, when it was mm-hmm. really bad, um, because now it's very good. I actually played it on Game Pass, and I was like, um, yeah, this is extremely my 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 kind of but game. It's not right going to have cross-play with the PS5 version. Oh, I don't need cross-play. I just want to go fly around in spaceships and you know learn languages one word at a time.
2: Yeah. So. yeah. I um it's... I have like a hundred hours in this game, so I'm kinda of reluctant to start all over from scratch. Mm-hmm. I'm in that
1: just... I'm in that boat too. Yeah. Oh, okay. I played well. it when it first came out, and then I really loved the mechanics and everything about it, and then I ran into this kind of wall where I'm like, oh I feel like I've seen everything there's to see. And like people were making fun of the game back then for like oh yeah you know, the the funny funny looking dinosaurs with a harmonica music meme, right? If you remember that. But mm-hmm. I always thought like the discovery aspect was really cool, finding a new planet, the sort of going from space to uh to to like walking was just really impressive. Like Sea of Thieves, which I mentioned, you ran out of things to do. And then they just kept updating it. And yeah. when you go like if if you've never played No Man's Sky and you're getting the Switch version yet, and if it runs well, looks good, all of that, I think it's a pretty special game at this yeah. point.
2: Yeah. Oh quite, yeah. I go ahead, cat. elaborate. Yeah. You, know, you have your I have a whole starship mechanics thing. They introduced base building a long time ago. They introduced mm-hmm. online play. There's a really Envoy's. robust fascinating online yeah. community going on with this game and you know uh like periodically i pick it up and play it for a bit longer and then i'm like oh yeah it's actually farming materials so it mm-hmm. takes a little while <laughs> yeah. but i imagine that it would be a great little pick up and play nintendo switch game for oh yeah absolutely yeah i was uh god dang I keep
0: going. um i was feeling it and then I found a, a, a an abandoned like space freighter, and I s- explored it, and that's when it was like, okay, this is everything mm-hmm. I want. It is so cool, cool and fun, and I Great hope that atmosphere. I hope that it works well on on Nintendo Switch, and that comes out October seventh. Um, big Nintendo game. Oh, it's not really; it's a Ubisoft game, Mario and Rabbit: Sparks of Hope comes out October twentieth. Uh, Persona Five Royal comes to Switch finally the day after yeah. that october 21st um then we have bayonetta 3 coming on october 28th the spookiest halloween game i'm very much looking forward to bayonetta 3 i ordered i pre-ordered the what is it, the trinity edition thing that you can't get the special edition yes Mm -hmm. i'm very much looking forward to not opening it and putting it away like i always do with my um Special editions. I don't know what's wrong with me. I,
1: I'm, I'm excited to play Bayonetta, but you skip. Skipping over Mario and rabbits. I think that game looks really good. And I want to remind yes. everyone who has not played Persona 5 that that is one of the best role-playing games ever made. You yeah. have to play Persona 5 Royal.
0: I'm looking forward to it ultra? coming to Switch for the same reason that, Kat, that you mentioned for No Man's Sky. Pick up and play, because that's how I yep. like to play RPGs. Some good wanna... stuff here.
1: It's just, yeah, it, it might not be that exciting because we've seen it on other platforms before.
2: Right. Yeah, it's but smart. there are plenty of people who are Switch only. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those people, true. hey.
3: And if you're yeah. a Switch only player and you have not played Strikers yet, Persona 5 Strikers, you should not play Persona 5 Strikers until you can play Persona 5 Royal. So it's great that you finally have the first of a literal sequel. Like
0: mm-hmm. the sequel
3: is already on the platform and now you have the original game, is great. Um and I agree with Pear. like Sparks of Hope is probably one of the more exciting fall games for mm-hmm. me this year I think. Well, I uh, just can't stand the rabbits. I can't do it. Fair, but also I love XCOM too much to care. It's a
2: little different from <laughs> XCOM though.
3: This right? one is yeah, yeah they, they, they are the switching it up. This one doesn't have the yep.
2: grid, it has more of like a freeform Mm-hmm. Oh, cool! It's more like Valkyria Chronicles, if anything.
0: Ooh, Which is, oh, hey, guess really? What? Also one of my favorite
2: games also ever. Also <laughs> there great. Also great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm,
1: so I'm,
3: I'm actually really excited.
1: I'm actually worried about the, them switching it from the grid, but I understand why they did it. I'm I'm curious to to play it finally and see how it is.
0: Yeah, and look, if I skipped over it, uh, you know, I'm gonna oh, give everybody a peek horrible. into how the sausage is made. It's because w- it was time for a break, and I just needed to find a second to pause. The
2: Nintendo's so, pushing this one really hard.
0: Yeah. Well, no, no, no. It's gonna be like the first one was such a delight, and that moment where Miyamoto made the like lead developer cry is like one of my mm-hmm. favorite. Like E3 was that it? that was at E3 right? Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah it was, was
0: just such like a conference. Like oh my god I, I can't even imagine if miyamoto was like hey uh I, i'm like one of the greatest game designers that ever lived without a doubt the most famous and uh i really like what you did i would i would cry too i, I would actually fall fall down and faint it's
2: better than the alternative miyamoto was famous for his very harsh criticism <laughs> yeah. so you can imagine him just well i think like, it's probably like
0: in um um oh uh, jiro dreams of sushi where there's his apprentice who was making eggs every day for 45 days. And Jiro was like, these are bad. These are bad. And the day that he told him they were good is when he, he just broke down into tears. I know that's such a good movie.
1: Yeah, that is deep. Yeah.
0: yeah. And it's referenced in, uh, in uh, crown, Shin Chan, the endless summer vacation. One of the characters, he's like, I don't make sushi. The uh, the DJ guy. So, um, okay. Bayonetta three, huge game. Uh, well, let me put that. How should I put it? I don't think Bayonetta 3 will uh, be on the NPDs uh, as far as sales <laughs> go. But-
2: better, I predict that it will outsell Bayonetta 1 and 2. Okay.
0: So, I think that's which fair. Which not hard. Which is exactly. But in the same way that Xenoblade 3 is the best-selling, I think, Xenoblade game, you know, I'm sure this will be the best-selling Bayonetta game, and I'm sure it'll be an incredible game. I have no question, but I just don't think it has that sort of mainstream appeal outside of our sort of sphere
2: yeah but it'll probably be on top 10 lists if it's good oh it'll be on top 10 if lists, we'll but i don't it.
0: think it'll be on top 10 yeah. sales
2: lists it looks so and good yet, i
0: don't care
3: i don't care either I don't care.
0: I don't care it's
2: gonna be a switch exclusive yep. it's gonna be awesome yeah yeah so. and you
0: can uh you can still pre-order the physical edition of the bayonetta one cartridge for like 30 dollars, which mm-hmm. will undoubtedly be a collector's item so if you haven't done that yet.
2: Go to We've been DS. waiting for this one for quite a while, and yes, I, even though it won't be on the top ten sales figures, I agree with you, Seth. Um, I do think it's a pretty significant release. Yeah, for this holiday, definitely, uh, definitely one of the pillar releases. Yep. Yeah. For the Switch, uh, and I just want to say that, like, the Nintendo Switch has, uh, even though no, it doesn't have a Mario or a Zelda, which is is often our benchmark for, you know, whatever an S tier, uh, Nintendo Christmas. still gonna have a we're still gonna have like multiple major pillars of the holiday season on the switch and i'd kind of put payonetta in that category
0: yeah absolutely um this is probably of the games that we're talking about
2: probably
0: the one that i'm most looking forward to because i yeah i love bayonetta 2 and and in a, a weirdly obsessive way, I just keep going through the first level over and over and over again, just trying to do a little bit better. Kind of like Principal Skinner bouncing a, a basketball, see how many I can do in an hour and then try to beat that record. That's kind of how I approach Bayonetta. I just play the first level and get the best score that I can. I'm like, well, let's play it again and see if we can beat that score. So I know I will probably get that same level of obsession out of Bayonetta 3. But then there's also like a whole other game <laughs> behind it that I'm looking forward to as well. It's just so weird and out there. And I, I love everything about the Bayonetta series. So that comes out October 28th. Like I said, spooky Halloween. So you're going to have an Umbra Witch doing spooky things with uh, dragons and demons and, and things of that nature. The, the unholy, if you will. So uh, right following that on November 4th is Harvestella from Square Enix, which. I am also very much looking forward to. Kat, I believe this is a game that you are also interested in. Is is that correct, or am I misremembering?
2: Sure. Final Fantasy Stardew Valley looks all right. Um, yeah. <laughs> what they've shown of it, I've just been I've been shrugging it off a little bit. Um the unicorn quest was pretty cute. <laughs> yeah, it's got a little bit of that Rune Factory vibe to it. It yeah. has a, se- a season that literally kills you or something. A lot of crystals in Maine. We call that winter. Yeah, I mean, it, it could actually mm. be uh, really nice, and I'm never gonna say no to another slice of life sim. So
1: it looks, yeah. it looks really good. It looks, yeah. uh, you know, obviously a game that that came out of nowhere and you know from a, a high pedigree developer. It's a shame it's uh, shares the name of a chocolate hazelnut spread or whatever that you mm. know square with its amazing naming capability strikes again, but I'll take it.
0: Wait, is there really a Nutella clone called Harvestella?
1: No, Not but you could imagine one. Yeah. Ah, there's a Milka okay. one. I, I call yeah. it Harvestella.
2: Okay. <laughs> I feel like Harvestella is going to be one of those games that people are calling a hidden gem at the end of the yep, year. Okay. And they're like, yep. yeah, nobody bought it, but dang, it's actually really good, you know?
1: It has fat <sighs> chickens.
0: It looks so good
2: i love it
3: this year right because mm-hmm. rune factory 5 came out and was like kind of disappointing to people so like this this does have like a a window to sort of fill that same sort of spot
0: yeah yeah um casey reviewed uh rune factory 5 right and didn't like it very much so It's like rune <laughs> factory
2: 4 is the one that's held Kind of in the highest esteem. <laughs> yeah, Rebirth of War Special in
3: particular too. I think is just like sort of the one you should go, the the go to if you're interested in that series right now and not like super familiar with it.
1: Okay. The, the last one was just technically not very good. This, this mm. looks. I mean, was a mess. from the footage from the footage we're seeing here, it looks really competently put together. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. You Yum. should have
2: just called it Final Fantasy Harvest or something.
1: Right. Even the
2: yeah, art kind of looks like idea. it too. You know.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, Harvestella.
2: And you ride around yeah, on but- a chocobo on your farm oh,
1: that's
2: yeah. a that's a weird missed opportunity i gotta say because seriously i mean just the vibes are so final fantasy yeah
0: i mean i'm sure within the first five minutes they're like these are the four crystals of harmony that guide mm-hmm. our yeah, season. You you'll go. be like oh okay um sure it, why not
2: this is just pure speculation but i wonder if it started as a final fantasy game and they're like eh, this isn't up to snuff i'm gonna take <laughs> the brain maybe off.
1: maybe
0: I don't know, because Crystal Chronicles exists as a remake, and that was definitely not up to snuff.
2: Whenever Square gives its seal of approval to something, you better watch out, because their instincts <laughs> haven't been super great lately. So if they don't like this yeah. one, maybe it's good.
0: But then, there it is. A
2: little
0: reverse psychology wow. from Square Enix. Okay. So That's yeah, a that take. Uh, Harvestella comes out at the start of November on November 4th. <laughs> On November eighth, we have Sonic Frontiers, which everyone's just kind of. Well, we'll, we'll the Sonic see. What fans it, are excited.
1: Sonic fans, fans are excited. Good for them. Honestly, need- I'm I'm not a huge Sonic fan. I've I've played pretty much every game in the series still, and I think it looks really interesting. I'm I'm curious how the two gameplay types mesh together in the end. You know, it's almost like. Somebody mm-hmm. wanted to make Breath of the Wild, and then went. Oh, but we also got to include Sonic Adventure. F- still, you know, um, I'm I'm really curious to play it. Probably we will play it on another platform just for the yeah the visual so bump. Optimized you know? for Wii though. This thing,
2: is- <laughs> <laughs> the Sega's making it for Wii because they wanted a
1: Switch. <laughs> okay, they- I was going to say. I thought you were being snarky. I okay, know, I'm not too, being. Yeah. <laughs> it does kind of look like that. But you um, just got uh, you got unstuck in time for a second. Just a second.
2: Um, I just got my COVID boosters, so I got a little bit of brain fog, but (laughs) (laughs) I, um, yeah, I know I played it and it did not, it it looked for a PS5 game or or whatever. It looked a a step down. And I guess from what I've been able to understand, it's because Sega wants this thing to sell in Japan and the way you sell a game in Japan these days is to make it for Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Switch first, switch, a very switch forward game. Yeah, that's cool. Gotta hey. have those I'm keeping an open mind. Well, I'll, I'll
0: see how it is. And if yep. it's, if it's halfway decent, I'll give it a try. Cause you know, I have nothing against Sonic. He's, he's a nice fella.
2: You know, <laughs> nice blue fella. Nice blue fella.
1: A little, spiky running at all times. Around.
0: A little spiky. He's got a little bit of sass. I could do without that's okay. That's he's not as sassy as he used to be. No, he's hard. definitely Sonic not
2: really chilled out in his old age.
0: Yeah. It used to be you leave him for five seconds. He'd cross his arms, tap his toe and be like, what's the deal? but now he's gotten a lot more patient in his old age now yep um he still will uh die in the most horrible way if he's underwater and that music starts playing and middle school
2: debate sonic is more realistic than mario because sonic can't breathe underwater and mario can put aside Mm. that Mm. sonic the hedgehog you know it's literally a blue hedgehog racing around more realistic. That's why the sega Genesis was better than the SNES back in the
0: day. <laughs> it was the more mature, grade uh, school way. logic
2: going on. yeah hey.
0: I mean, it, sometimes when I go swimming, uh, I'm able to stay underwater infinitely by just breathing bubbles that are yeah. coming up from the surface or from the from the bottom. But enough about Sonic Frontiers. That's November eighth. I'm excited for you, Sonic fans. Tactics Ogre Reborn comes out on November eleventh. Now. I have a feeling that both Pear and cat are excited about this but I don't know about Tom. He's a wild card. So, uh, <laughs> He's a <Pear>. wild cat. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Why am I I
3: literally I just said how much I like strategy games. Okay.
0: I'm well, I don't know. I don't if you like if you have any fond memories of tactics over, but I've heard cat and Pear both speak highly of the original. So,
3: Yeah, no, I have I have um very cloudy nostalgia for it. If that makes like I I was pretty young when I played it. But okay. I do remember being a fan, and I am excited to play this to kind of see it with more kind of cognizant eyes.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's okay.
1: I, look, I, we got Triangle Strategy this year, and like I, f- I feel like squares, squares timing is kind of odd sometimes. Like this is a game that is going to feel very, very similar to Triangle Strategy, but not HD two D. Mm -hmm. yeah they are different different look um it they they are i will say tactics ogre may even be a little slower they're they're a little bit there's a little bit more involved in moving your units around and not as many assists at least in the old days we'll see what happens to this one right Mm -hmm. um yeah i'm 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 into it uh the ogre franchise has cool like it has cool character classes and really good music and all of that and um, i'm i'm hoping this is a return to that
2: Maybe online multiplayer? So, Ooh, yeah. uh, Tactics Ogre, Let Us Clean Together, came out on the PlayStation Portable 10 years ago. More more than 10 years ago at this point. And it was a classic. It took a an amazing uh, progenitor of the modern Tactics RPG and updated it significantly. Added a lot of great quality of life features. So, mm-hmm. will be coming into this version as well. I think... I I uh I join many RPG fans in asking why are we doing this again? Can we just <laughs> freaking remake Final Fantasy Tactics already. But mm-hmm. um yeah, I, I'll play Tactics I'm, Ogre again on Switch, sure.
1: I'm actually I'm just happy that there's a life sign for this the Ogre Battle brand, right? I've talked about this before. I really like the other flavor of Ogre Battle better, the real-time stra- uh, strategy um games that we got
2: and had added the,
1: Super NES and Neo Geo Pocket color. That that was it, right? Monsuno,
2: um, the godfather of tactics RPGs, back yeah. to active development. He's 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 mm-hmm. here again after burning out horribly during Final <laughs> Fantasy XII. So
0: yeah, wow. Ooh. But good to have Ogre back. Yeah, you know? I'm excited to try it
1: out. I never, I've never Ogre Battle
2: '64. Any... Do that one.
1: Oh, that's right. It was the N64 Ogre Battle. That's a a really really great game. Yeah. Yeah. It'll come to Nintendo Online in I was going to say, we didn't think that uh, who saw Wave Race coming. I didn't. I thought they would never put Wave Race on Of course. Come on. Of course they'd put that out. I thought maybe there would be some... Hesitance because of the Kawasaki license, which the original game had, and I figured oh, yeah. they'd have to remove that stuff. They actually renegotiated it and kept it in. It's Kawasaki oh. jet ski license. Yeah, Hell that yeah. game is so great. I played yeah. Wave Race on the on the Switch again. It's just so good. Yeah. Um. Really but good. yeah, Ogre Battle. Hopefully, we'll see it someday on Nintendo Online. I I, I hope Nintendo runs out of Data East games soon. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna put Quest sixty four on. For the next game,
0: (laughs) yeah, it's not nice. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have put that energy out into the universe. But is
3: that the tactical stuff? What's that? I I remember
2: loving that game when I was young. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, I feel like everybody's only ever dunked on it. So I mean, that's probably
3: probably fair. I just remember like childhood me. You know, you don't know what you like when you're a kid. Like.
1: it was it was a beginner's RPG and like but but everything about it was just so generic is like uh enter the hero of your his name is Brian Is <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, literally his name? Yeah. I don't remember it that well. Brian. I just remember playing a lot of it. <laughs> and what's unique about him, he has a little feather. Oh. Uh that game, uh, that game's not very it doesn't hold up. It's like it was fine when there were no RPGs on this on the uh, N64, and we we're sure. all excited for it and then we played it and we're like yeah it makes the top 25 and 64 right? rpg yeah. list IGN 64
2: awesome. needed to cover something wasn't exactly like the were <laughs>
1: we did like IGN firsts on that before there were IGN firsts damn revealed yeah. a treasure chest <laughs> oh who
0: who knew there would be a treasure chest in an RPG incredible stuff for Brian to explore uh all right the final probably biggest game that we're going to talk about is, of course, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet coming out November 18th. And I think it goes without saying that everybody here is going to at least try it out. Or am I am I mistaken in, in saying that? Pair, are you going to be trying out this Pokemon yeah, game? I'll play it for sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Kat, I know you're going to be playing it.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. No,
0: Auto-battling.
2: I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, the four-player co-op. Uh, I keep forgetting about that. That Yeah, I think that's going to be a really good one. It's honestly a long time coming, I think. Um, I did not have an opportunity to watch the new trailer to see how the the three storylines will actually play out. I know that there was a little bit of skepticism over that one, but from at least my limited vantage point, this one looks like a a fairly significant upgrade over uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, and you know the the introduction of of being able to play what well, seems like a pretty full featured co op mode that's pretty cool I, I think yeah.
1: so yeah that's the selling point for me for sure uh, by that time by that time we'll be bored of uh, Salmon Run maybe uh, but <laughs> my my family we 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 go we go deep when it when it comes to four player co op um yeah I'm, I'm 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 looking forward to it. Tom, um, what about you? Are you looking
0: forward to, to Pokemon this year?
3: Uh, Yes. I mean, I always enjoy Pokemon games. I am not like fully, I don't know. I think Pokemon is, is and has been in a weird transition period for the last like couple years. And I, I'm not like fully sold on everything that they're doing necessarily in this, but also I am keeping an open mind and hope it's good for sure um i i am definitely going to be playing it either way though i always love i always enjoy pokemon games regardless got giant enemy crabs And, Mm -hmm. and i am also very i i encourage nintendo to keep transitioning or experimenting or doing what they're gonna do right like i'm not against pokemon changing i just like i don't know i like i look at the it's hard for me to look at the open world pokemon games that they've made and not feel like those open worlds are like have not been interesting to walk around at all mm-hmm. yet and so like i'm i'm hoping they make progress on that front but that said i am still very excited to play it because pokemon is very rarely anything worse than like enjoyable right like yeah. it has right, a very right. high floor for me yeah uh
0: i don't know i mean it's obviously it's way too early to know who's going to be reviewing this but you know what my prediction is i think This is going to get a 10 i think this is going to be a masterpiece of a pokemon game i just feel it in my heart i think they did all the right i'm just thinking that they've done all the right things they've taken all the right risks they've honed it down made a very sharp game and i think i think this might be the first 10 rated pokemon now if i'm wrong i will i will eat my waluigi but i think this game Mm. i think this game is going to be amazing and i say that not as somebody who is like a huge pokemon fan i'm a pokemon um enjoyer but the only pokemon i've ever finished was pokemon blue on the wii u um no excuse me on the 3ds virtual console when you could buy it that's the only one i've ever played to completion so
2: the the pokemon cycle is there's always somebody who like you it's like yeah i last played pokemon Mm -hmm. you know pokemon blue or whatever I'll pick up this one this seems like kind of a fun version and then the next thing they're like i'm totally hooked on uh, this version yeah. <laughs> happens every single generation game freak knows exactly what they are doing
0: the last one i was really hooked on was pokemon x actually and the only mm-hmm. reason i stopped playing it was because i lost the cartridge and i it was like years and years before i found it again so yeah we pokemon shall see x is
2: cool now is the a lot. now everybody loves it
0: yeah good good i'm glad everybody likes it
2: we've all moved on from gen five now it's all about gen six yep (laughs) the gen alpha has um has embraced embraced that one because that was the the game of their childhood or something crazy like yeah it all just circles back around
0: uh I know we were going to do a short show, but we didn't get to question block. And I would really like to get to question block because long show, don't...
2: long show. long let's show. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So th- I really like this first question for question block. This is from Christopher Han. Christopher asks, how do you make time to game? I find that with a family career and having some semblance of a social life, basically non-existent now, ha ha. Uh, he wrote the haha, ha ha, I didn't. Uh, do that myself it becomes almost impossible to game consistently if at all most of my gaming time is spent with my kids which is awesome but sometimes i just want some alone game time any advice uh i kind of wish christopher had told us how old his kids are because that makes a huge huge difference but um i'm curious like what how do you make time to game? Pair, you're a, a busy fellow trotting all around the globe. doing. This. How do you find time to game?
1: Yeah, so honestly, the only reason why I'm able to play Xenoblade 3, Chronicles 3 right now is because I had so much travel. You know the flights to Germany are long. Yeah. I'm gonna be flying to Japan later in the year, right? Those are like ten hour plus flights each way, and that's when I get a lot of like quality game time in uh, on on these longer RPGs because I wouldn't be able to sit down for that many hours at home because your your day is interrupted by all sorts of family stuff and life stuff, right? Um, I do on the weekends. One thing I do is my wife loves to sleep in, and I don't, and so <laughs> I like. 6 a.m. or 6 30 a.m. Usually my one of my dogs, Cullen, is an early riser and he'll like run around. He'll want to go pee. And I wake up and I go downstairs, put on a baseball cap and just play games until my wife uh, and and family wake up. And so have I've got those alone hours. But yeah, it's it's tough to find the time. I would say uh, you know, kind of punctuate your day and maybe uh maybe start playing some games that, that can be sliced up a little bit. Uh, big RPGs are tough to, like, play and interrupt. But, like, I play through, I put hundreds of hours into stuff like Picross or Railways is a a game that I I just finished, which is, like, a flight path, kind of, like, make trains not crash kind of a game. And, like, I'll, after I'm done working, I'll do couch time with Cullen. My dog will go out on the couch outside and, and I take the Switch with me and I play for, like, an hour and that's it. Gotta just slice up your day. Nice. All right,
0: Kat. What about you? Where? How do you? How do you find time as a busy adult to to get some gaming in?
2: You know, when I'm flying, I'm always like, I'm gonna play a bunch of games. This could be great. And one of two things happen: either I sleep, which is like you, the usual outcome, or I am like, I want to play some Latino you know, Blade. Oh, that's weird. I'm playing Gradius for the hundredth time here <laughs> on the, Nintendo, the NES thingy. So. Uh... Uh, You you never know what game catches your attention, but um, I think the Nintendo Switch has been a boon for me to actually be able to play games because I'm a a multitasker. I struggle to pay attention a lot of the time, so often when we're all hanging out watching TV or something, I'll be like, breaking out the Nintendo Switch, playing uh, some Fire Emblem or whatever. That's why I like turn-based RPGs because Mm. you don't have to focus too hard on them um, and you can just make moves grind do like mindless things um was great animal crossing as well so oh yeah yeah so the nintendo switch uh i think it's an amazing console (laughs) for busy adults like myself as opposed to say you know the ps5 or it's like i'm sitting down and i'm focusing on my ps5 10 minutes later i'm gonna go do something else i I'm, <laughs> i cannot focus this long
0: yeah i agree 100 percent as well tom you're recently married how do you find time to play games
3: uh i feel ill-equipped to answer this question because my answer is uh i have time
0: uh okay
3: well, look at you time haver yeah <laughs> So oh, that's like, I'm, I'm just like the wrong person to ask. I don't have kids. I, I, I get off work and I go, oh, I want to play this video game. And I do like it's 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 sorry. I'm, I apologize. So you're basically the
0: time answer is, over us. OK, yeah, Tom is living his best life and has no advice for you other than just get on Tom's level, basically. Um, <laughs> just be more Tom. Yeah exactly that's good advice for life i was gonna say that's evergreen advice right there so um i i think my answer for christopher would be as somebody who uh oldest son finally is now in college and youngest son is a high school freshman um when they were much younger uh i just waited till they went to bed and uh sort of what kat said the 3ds or actually rather the ds Kind of pulled me back into gaming because it was so hard to find that time you know it it, when when the kids went to bed it was like well now maybe we should watch like a tv or show or something together to spend some time with my wife but then you know instead of reading a book i would play ds and then 3ds and now switch um it's just a matter of sort of trying to find those times when you can, and it appeals to you, maybe making some sacrifices. I got a lot of game time in when my oldest son was really little by playing Lego Star Wars games with him. yeah I didn't necessarily want to play those games because it's uh, a three year old isn't like the best partner, especially when he thinks it's the funniest thing in the world to make r two go off the cliff and scream when you're trying to <laughs> open up a puzzle or something, but eventually, you know that he he grew up a little bit more and then gaming became more fun and then you'll kind of get out of it the kids will be doing their own thing um and you can just have the space to yourself and just find the time as far can as they take um, over your
2: consoles well
0: that is true my youngest son is, uh, has taken over the the xbox and the playstation 5 and sometimes i'll be watching like tv or something and i'll see him sort of like hovering in the background and i'll be like uh do you want to use the tv and he's like no 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 and he'll uh-huh. walk and then as soon as i get up he'll yeah. come like fly right oh. in and just turn on the xbox but or turn on the but i do think
1: like the switch also has a ton of really good co-op experiences right yeah like, like if you remember remember captain toad got updated with a full co-op mode two player oh, it's a little yeah. annoying you're fighting over the camera so i don't know how much fun that is to play with a younger kid but it is it is fully playable with two people. Games like Mario Galaxy, which were included in the Mario Collection, one player can do their little sparkly shooty shooty thing, while the other player can do the Mario skill Odyssey play and the with the hat. Mario Odyssey Oof. with yes. the hat. Yes, you know Turbo Chase. Uh, uh, there are lots of games that have two-player, even racing campaigns and things. So like See, n-
2: Nintendo, yeah, the last bastion of couch
1: player, yep. couch yep. co-op. Yeah,
2: and. Nintendo, bless them, they understand the power of these social experiences that have just been totally lost yep. with the other consoles. So, Never Absolutely. change, Nintendo. Never change. No, I mean, some of the stuff, but most of the stuff,
0: you're doing all right. So yeah, uh, my, my one last piece of advice, and this is sort of like the nuclear option, uh, go into the bathroom and shut the door with your yeah. Switch. You don't have to be going to the bathroom, but as far as your family is concerned, they're not going to bother mm. you, and then you can get some some game time in there.
2: Daddy's sometimes busy. I'll, sometimes I will run a a bath, get a nice bath bomb, chill out, and bringing the Nintendo Switch. And that—that
0: that is, of,
2: I can't believe what a risk you're taking. I, can't, I don't even like having my phone in the same room as living my best life. Wow, Nintendo consoles—they're—they're they're, you know—they're uh—they're sturdy. They run good. I'll <laughs> be all right. oh it's too
0: terrifying but i mean that sounds like amazingly relaxing and uh, Mm -hmm. if i weren't completely tensed up from the worry that it would slip out of my hands like a bar of soap and just just put it in a
3: ziploc bag and just like play it through the bag
0: oh they make waterproof iphone holders they should start making waterproof um uh, switch holders because I... i will hear my son watching youtube while he's taking a shower and like laughing at
1: Game i actually or i played switch in the pool the other day it was 111 degrees it was unbearably hot we don't have air conditioning uh <sighs> but we are gifted with a little pool and i uh i was really nervous holding the yeah. thing the entire time but i i played in the pool for like two hours or something get <sighs> uh, your both- screen games though <laughs>
0: that is true you're both much braver than I am. But Christopher, I hope that answers your question. Uh, I hope that gives you a little bit of advice on what you can do to make some time to game. But I I think ultimately it'll start coming back. When you want to start playing a little bit more, it'll come back. Right now, if your kids are, especially if they're very young, there's not a lot you can do about it. So uh, Brody Beeler asks, what essential Game Boy game would you include in Nintendo Switch Online if they ever add a Game Boy emulator, I think it's just a matter of like when at this point. But, uh, Kat, what Game Boy game would you want to include in the uh, in an, an inevitable NSO ex- expansion?
2: Say it every single time. Pokemon, obviously, uh, preferably with compatibility with Pokemon Stadium, that would be awesome. But uh, say that every time. I mean, Link's Awakening. That's a given. That should be in there. Uh Donkey Kong 94. Yep. Uh, which is a phenomenal, phenomenal uh Game Boy game. So like that, those all those games should all be available um right off the bat. Tetris, OG Tetris. Yeah, yeah 100% absolutely. 100 percent needs to be in there. Um in the Mario Land games. Yeah. Uh, so just Cat, just Cat. just
1: a few. Yeah, I think you got them all. Like basically, uh, Super Mario Land 2. Wario Land, maybe the Oracle, the Zelda Oracle games, the Capcom ones. Oh, yeah. those are Ages Mario- and Seasons. And then, you know, there are a lot of really good Game Boy Color and original Game Boy games that have had sequels that are good. So, like, you know, obviously Mario Golf was fantastic. Um, and maybe Pokemon Pinball would be a good one to put on there. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think Cat's Kat got, got them all.
3: Uh, yeah. my, and- my only advocate... The Thing I'd advocate for is uh, Kirby games. Kirby's Mm -hmm. Dreamland, just also good ones too. Kirby's Dreamland is you know super fun and holds up.
2: Yeah. Did I say Metroid Two yet? Metroid Two has to be on there. Metroid 2 It We'll probably throw in some weirdo game like K and Q Alien. Yeah. Where you (laughs) dig some holes, capture some uh aliens. Great music. Very, it's a real earworm music for K and Q Alien. And this one hasn't been popping up on uh and NS- it hasn't been popping up on nso because rare still owns them battle toads
1: battle on boy? game boy pretty good actually really expectedly good yeah. i got one more metal gear solid the the oh, uh, yeah. ghost the, fable yeah that's right mm. um really that's a game that we haven't seen in a while and you know i think people are hungry for set metal it free
2: gear. konami set it free that's right
1: Hey, conspiracy theory, but
0: Konami's, um, you know, gonna announce something about one of their most beloved franchises, and Kojima
1: was on. Motaro
0: Dente. <laughs> Kojima was on Instagram posting a bunch of Metal Gear, um, photos. So,
1: no yep. wishful thinking. Though. I know, of course, so, it's wishful so thinking for Metal Gear. I love Metal Gear, though. That those wounds will take a while to heal. Metal Gear. Metal uh, Gear. Gear.
0: <laughs> Every time I talk about Metal Gear on this show, I'm like, I'm going to play this weekend. And then I never, I don't. So
2: maybe this the is Metal the Gear Solid weekend. would be really good on the Nintendo Switch.
0: The, 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 the Metal Gear Solid HD Collection. God, it's like every, every other episode. I like beg Locked, Konami
2: to- Blocked on <laughs> the PSP slash PS Vita. PS3. Pretty hard to play these days, sadly.
0: It is- Still, if you bought it on Xbox three sixty, you can still access, but then it's just Sons of Liberty and Snake Eater. Uh no. Well, whatever. I want the original Metal Gear Solid again. That that, that game still holds up really well, surprisingly well, even with the horrible like eight polygon graphics that I can't take.
2: Metal Gear Solid one holds up the best and is the most enjoyable to play in the year of twenty twenty two.
0: Think you are absolutely correct. Although, I did play through Sons of Liberty for the first time since it came out, and I had always clowned on that. And then Max Scoville explained to me how much of an idiot I am because there's one of the bosses is a rollerblading man in a bomb suit, and how could I hate that? And I was like, you know what, Max, you're right. And I played it again, and I really enjoyed it because I was looking through like from a different, like more Kojima angle. Back then, I didn't know. I, I thought it was going to be like a realistic, I don't know, whatever. I, Two thousand one Seth was a real five. jerk.
2: Five was an amazing game.
0: Five is one it of my was. top three games of all time, so.
2: And uh three three still holds up, but it was a very yes. <laughs> it was <laughs> three was quite ambitious in so many ways. Um and unless you got subsistence, uh even the cameras were a real pain in that game. So yeah. in some ways too maybe maybe a little too ambitious and thus doesn't hold up quite as well.
0: Yeah. Still, the 3DS version is very good and it's valuable, and I sold yep. it.
2: <laughs> all right. Travis Rogan
0: asks In the spirit of the Cowabunga collection, uh, what would your Dream Nintendo Retro Collection release be on the Switch? And he adds the aside, besides Wind Waker Twilight Princess, which, as we all know, has been confirmed for a September release. Oh, did I say that out loud? Oh, Industry Insider. No, I just made that up. So uh, I'm going to say the Dream Nintendo retro collection release would just be uh the even though they're not all they're mostly bad games all the black box games would be kind of cool to have in a retro collection with like some history of all of that stuff and those are like the first what 20 something games that came to the nes like Mm. uh, here in the states and some of them are are pretty bad games but historically i think it's interesting and important yeah yeah
1: I would, I would personally, I would love to see either a Metroid collection done right with, you know, the pinnacle of the series on the GBA. Um, you know, maybe not including the the 3D age, but like the classic 2D Metroid games, including Pinball, would be awesome to have with history and extra stuff. And then the other one is Donkey Kong. Honestly, you know, mm. going from yeah. Donkey Kong all the way to Donkey Kong sixty four would be really, really neat. Yeah series has gone into so many different directions there are game and watch games and things you could be including i mean it would be a lot uh but but it could be really really neat yeah you
3: stole mine empire emblem
1: mm, they have to, have to translate that cat
2: because they did. They don't translate, like it they translated shadow dragon
1: uh um, did but they didn't love in, it they were mad they were mad all year that they had to translate it to shadow Dragon. <laughs>
2: Uh, do the Blazing Blade, the original GBA one, Sacred Stones.
1: You know I'm uh, here for it. The Super NES age was fantastic. Then, the Super Famicom games.
2: And then, as a as a first time in English, Genealogy of the Holy War. Here we Ooh. go. And Thracia. I mean, Thracia, like that's like too much to hope for. Even Come on. <laughs> even Genealogy is it's a lot, but
1: we're, we're dreaming now. That would be really yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh,
2: if you really want to go for it, the GameCube game as well. Yeah, Path of Radiance.
1: I made a I made a list on IGN playlist, which is a service you can use ign.com/playlist uh, of all the Wars titles um, that came out. You know, like people know them now as uh, Advanced Wars, and obviously they're it's kind of a parallel series to Fire Emblem in that it's similar but you know different, and like. They could do a collection. Like if they trans there's not actually that much to translate, but they could do Famicom Wars, Game Boy Wars, Game Boy Wars Turbo, maybe the the Satella View version that the downloadable that we never got here. Um and then the advanced games, that'd be a really cool collection. Do
2: a Zelda collection with BS Zelda on it.
1: Exactly. Get the old announcer back and record his lines <laughs> from the Satella View broadcast.
2: Did you have a Citella View? No. Uh, you, So you weren't playing that when it was a thing. and Because no. you were living in Japan at the time.
1: So I, you know, and I, my parents were in Japan for a while and they actually had BS satellite television in their home. But me as a poor student, I did not afford satellite TV and didn't have like fancy stuff like that. When So that was the era that the Satellaview was out. No, and it was, it was very under the radar, to be honest. It's you like know, Sega Channel. Of, it was like, yeah, it was, it was like, yeah, the it it was marketed very uniquely, just like Rantnet later later on the N sixty four, which led with things like get an online newspaper about horse racing results. Whoa, right? like
0: it was a, it how was, useful! It was kind of
1: an an odd product at the time that I I didn't take to, but in hindsight, yeah, I'm bummed because like literally every Nintendo. Super Nintendo era game you love and even some of the NES games were changed and broadcast as special editions through the (sighs) Satellaview satellite service. It was appointment gaming. You'd have to tune in at 3 p.m. and you play a, a special remake 16-bit quest of the original Legend of Zelda with a narrator so telling us cool. tale, and, and they replaced Link with your own avatar, a girl or a boy, and like oh, it, it's man. interesting stuff. And real a real bummer that just historically it's all been lost. There's stuff on emulation, but the original yeah. voiceovers aren't there.
0: Well, uh, they people have uh, reverse engineered Prodigy, that old <laughs> online service. Wow. So maybe somebody can reverse engineer yep. the Nintendo satellite service. But very quick, Tom, what would your selections be? Uh,
3: Pear kind of stole mine, which was something Donkey Kong Country or Donkey Kong, like okay. OG platformer stuff. The other thing I would like to see, but would also require a lot of translating, uh, I imagine, and maybe Pear can shed some more light on, would be any of the, like, Mystical Ninja Goemon games. Because I remember... Ooh, I I remember the SNES one and the 3D one on N64 pretty fondly from my childhood, but I think those are, like, only two of the three that came to North America.
1: Yeah, you probably don't want to... You don't want to set me off on on those because I can go for hours. But <laughs> go- mystical ninja obviously got translated, right? That yeah. was um, so that one on the Super NES. There are games on Game Boy, NES. There's an arcade game called called Mr. Goemon. There was a Game Boy Color. There, there. I mean, basically, there was PlayStation games. Some of them came out here, but the very best in the series were Goemon two and three on the Super NES, and they're fantastic side scrollers probably the best co-op side-scrollers ever made um, with some of the best Mode 7 effects. Like what Konami learned with Super Castlevania, they just went nuts in those games. Like flipping screens and rotations and 3D boss battles with first-person punching and all of that. All of that is in those games. They'd be what? amazing. And I'm going Goemon to... 3 was actually a Link to the Past style game. Oh, it was very cool. Super I'm cool. glad
3: that at least one of the the childhood games I remembered on this episode was
0: actually good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look at him—he's fighting uh, takoyaki right yeah. now. He's fighting little octopus balls.
0: Well, I mean, uh we've seen uh the Secret of Mana three come to the states that we never thought we would see. We've seen Live Alive come to the states we never thought we would see that. So maybe that point. is yeah. what Koj- uh, right. Konami was was teasing. But well. We'll find out, we won't find out, if (laughs) Goemon is coming back. Uh, But unfortunately we are out of time, which is a bummer because Tom was gonna talk about Tinykin, but Tom, should people go play Tinykin?
3: Tinykin is great. If you love any Mario or Banjo-Kazooie platformer, it is one of the better indie 3D platformers that has come out in recent years. And it's got kind of like, it's not like Pikmin. It uses sort of a Pikmin-ish mechanic for puzzles, mm-hmm. but it is not a Pikmin game. It is 100% an awesome 3D platformer. Yep. Super recommend it. Definitely yep. check it out. And
0: there's a demo on the eShop, which I started playing, and it has I haven't even finished the demo, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely buying it's this great. game. But
3: it, it, is, it is just a delight. Yeah, oh, it's, it's a true delight.
0: Super <laughs> cute, it. super fun, and I also recommend it as well. But unfortunately, that's all the time we have for this week's Nintendo Voice Chat. Thank you. Uh, for joining us follow us on twitter at nbc podcast submit your question block questions on the unofficial official facebook group i want to say thank you to tom for joining us this week to talk about goimon uh i also want to thank red on the ones and twos and most of all i want to thank you the audience for hanging out with us and remember nbc is the only podcast where you can get the tiny kitten.
5: Hi, I'm Romain from Splash Team, and I'm with Marie.
4: Hi, I'm Marie from Splash Team. Let's talk about our new game Tinykin. In Tinykin, you play as Milo, a scientist from another planet who is looking for Earth, and accidentally lands in a house that is very big and frozen in time.
5: Milo has to collect hundreds of little creatures named the Tinykin to explore this mysterious place, solve puzzles, and find out what's happening before getting back home. Tinykin is a puzzle platformer with a lot of exploration. Which means you'll visit a lot of places and see what you can reach and get to. Milo can use the Tiny Kin to expand his abilities, and, glad for him, you'll find new spaces with different powers in every room.
4: Like the green Tiny Kins that can stand on top of each other and help you reach higher places.
5: All the pink ones that are stronger than Milo and can lift objects bigger than him. But they are not the only ones. There's even more that you'll discover all along the game.
4: Just remember this. The more tanking you have, the more they will be able to do. Now let's talk about Milo and some of his abilities.
5: Milo has a tiny skateboard that is made out of soap. He can glide around and grind around objects, providing great shortcuts if you know how to look.
4: This can help when you need a faster way to get around the house, because yeah, it's a really big place. Along Milo's journey. You will be looking for components of a mysterious machine that will help him going back home.
5: You'll also find artifacts that tell the story of who used to live there. Insects in each room want you to collect things in exchange for upgrades to Milo's abilities.
4: There are lots of people to meet and side quests to do.
2: Jennifer, a founder of the Go Kid Go Network. Do your kids love wacky worlds, superheroes, and inventing? Of course they do. That's why our shows, Bobby Wonder and Lucy Wow, are set in Pflugerville, the non-stop fun and adventure universe where imagination, creativity, STEM, and positive role models abound. Join the Pflugerville fun by searching for Bobby Wonder and Lucy Wow on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.